Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Beauty Pop Podcast. I am Victoria. And I'm Jen. And we are back after a couple of weeks off because I was, as a friend of mine said, laying and slaying in bed. <laughs> I was really sick with bronchitis. We had and to pull back from the edge. <laughs> I did nothing but just binge watch TV and eat soup and like it was it was a rough good though (laughs) at least you got some rest right your body probably needed it urgent care four times in less than two weeks i mean it was it was a mess yeah and and i think like hey bob hey Rhonda, what's going on oh my god that's so funny that you say that because the last the the fourth visit it was the same receptionist who had seen me like three of the four times yeah and so um i went in and i you know handed her my insurance card and you know for my copay and she goes actually, you don't have a copay today. You actually have a credit. And I was like, oh, is this like frequent flyer miles now? Like, am I building miles? Like it's frozen yogurt. Yeah. I'm like, because I have points because I'm here all the time. And she started right. laughing. She's like, yeah. She goes, I, I don't really see that happen often. I'm like, well, okay. So I'll oh, take my so refund. Oh, that's so funny. You're like, I'll take your credit. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So basically, um, happy to be alive again. Yeah, me too. I'm and, glad you're feeling better. And you had bronchitis, what was it, two months ago? Yeah, I remember we had to take it too. I know there's something going around that like starts as whatever it is and then ends mm-hmm. up in bronchitis or yep. pneumonia. So I feel yeah. like we lucked out by getting the bronchitis instead of the pneumonia. Not that it's pleasant, but yeah. better than being in the hospital. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So happy to be back. And yes. today's a little bit of like a catch up episode. So I had recommended a few products that you finally were able to try. And I, I told wait. you I kept putting them in my cart and then I finally hit go. So it's exciting. I'm so excited because <laughs> these are two of my favorite products from this entire year, maybe even yep. from last year too. So you finally were able to try the new Gwen Stefani, the Give, her Give Beauty line, mm-hmm. her lip gloss, which I yep. literally rated as the best lip gloss I've ever tried. So yeah. how does that rank for you? Okay, so I actually really so I bought two and I feel like the formula on them is really different. You have the candy, right? The I have candy and I have dolled up. Okay. Dolled up is a very, very um bubblegummy pink and it doesn't mm-hmm. really look that great on me. But candy is more of like a mauvey pink and, and that's yes. my go-to. Yeah, and I really like it. Now sometimes I, I feel like I really love the formula because it's glossy, it's nice, it lasts, it's not sticky. Mm-mm. It's it's a really good formula. The only thing I noticed with that color is because I'm already so pale, I feel like I have to put on a few layers of it to make the color actually pop. Do you do that or do you or is it I, pretty good with just a swipe? Uh it's a, it's good with a swipe if I put it over a lipstick. So that's how I've been doing Bingo. it. Bingo. Yeah. Yep. So, so I actually started doing that too. And yeah. I have a really pretty neutral liner that really is actually neutral. And it really looks pretty. I think is a neutral that I have has a little bit of that mauve tint to mm-hmm. it. So it do, it looks really good over the I forget lip liner. Which lip, oh, you know what I have? I use... Um, it's, it's a Dior. Uh, it's a Dior lipstick. Um... And I forget the name of it, but we'll talk about. I'll, I'll mention it next time because if you are fair skin like you and I are, mm-hmm. it is the perfect. Um, it's the perfect shade of pink with a little bit of like you know rosy mauve undertones. Okay, good because I need that because I feel like I'm losing the pretty pinkness of it because it's a gorgeous, gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous. So color. that so that lipstick with a little bit of uh, and then and then I can do like the one full swipe of candy. 
Yep. The candy yep. gloss on top. And then it's really perfect. The one thing I do have to buy though, and then I got, I, you talked about it a couple episodes ago, that new lip liner that you found that you really love. That I'm wearing right now, Mario. Yep. Mario. I have to buy that um, because I don't currently have a liner. So mm-hmm. I feel like it needs, with the lipstick and the gloss, if I add a liner, it's going to be a lot better. Um, yep. But for but as of right now, the 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 lipstick with the Give Beauty gloss is a great combo. Okay, I, so you got to tell me the lipstick because I yes. am interested in trying that. Yeah. yeah, but I love the the gloss, the formula, the color is so really. I mean, it's really pretty. Yeah, and it actually lasts, I think, a little bit longer than a lot of glosses do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? Actually, hang on. This is podcast, okay. and we can do whatever we want. I'm going to go get the lip gloss. Or okay, I'm going to go perfect. get the lipstick. Yeah. Be right back. I'm going to wait right here. We'll have a little music <laughs> interlude. <laughs> All right. I found it. Okay. It is. So the 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 line of the lipstick because you know they have like long wear they have all it's it's not it, I guess it could be considered long wear but it is called Rouge Noir and okay. um, that is the color is called Beige Couture Velvet. Ooh, it's number, okay. It's number two twenty. Two twenty. Number. I will text a picture to you so you can please do because yeah. I'm going to need that. Awesome. So it is. It's a beautiful. Oh yeah. See? See now that would rock. Yep. It's like a be- yeah, like a beigey rose. Yep. Really pretty. Yep. I like it. And so and it and it even goes on even lighter than what this color mm-hmm. looks like. And when you pop that gloss, the Gwen Stefani gloss over it, it's perfect. All it right, is I can't such wait. a good combo. Yeah. So um that I'm so I happy also- you like it. But I also did something accidental. So I thought I was actually buying two of the Gwen Stefani glosses. And then I realized it was actually her I'm Still Here liquid lipstick. Have you tried that yet? No. But I know okay. I, I, well, I follow her on Instagram. She's always applying. Is it... I think she I think she has like a red liquid lipstick, right? Yeah, she's there's red. Using. You know, she's always yeah. got the red. The color that I did is Cowgirl, which is... It's cowgirl, cowboy. It's cowgirl, and it's a pink, but it's kind of like a mauvey pink. And it, I was expecting gloss. So when I pulled this thing out of the tube and I put it on, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> this is the best long wearing lipstick I've ever used. Wow, I think hands High down. High praise. You know, well, because most long wearing lipsticks, I can't stand the formula. It feels sticky. It's too matte. Yeah. It feels like your lips are going to crumble off. Yeah. Um. I really I avoid, like the I avoid formula. that I avoid that completely because of everything I you too. just re- yeah listed. And yeah. I actually honest to god thought I was buying a lip gloss, but I was going quickly through Sephora, probably had a glass of wine. I was like, "Oh, that's a pretty <laughs> color." And so I thought I'll get the light pink and I'll get this one. Well, it happened it was the it was the long wearing lipstick. And I was kind of bummed when I put it on. I was like, "This doesn't feel like lip gloss, but it's thin, it's smooth, it is it uh I want to say like what's the word malleable i mean it doesn't yeah. like get crusty it like actually moves with your lips and i was wine tasting this past weekend and i wore it and it lasted now it changed like you know it, it comes down a little bit it's not as like full but the color stayed for a really long time and it wasn't That's impressive. gross yeah so i was it was an accident it was a happy mistake the color is really pretty i think i'd actually wish it was just a tinge lighter but I really, really, really liked it. I even texted you and I was like, oh my God, I'm using my glosses. Like, And I loved the gloss. I used them both over the weekend when I was wine tasting. But I do really like this long wearing lipstick. So if you do want to give the Gwen Stefani line a try and gloss isn't your thing, you like a more, you like more color and pigment, 
try it out. I think the formula is really, really good. I, I think that she is one of the things that I've always respected about Gwen. Mm-hmm. You know, she had the lamb line forever. Yeah. Like that was, and you know, she always had really cool designs and everything and, and sunglasses, accessories. Then she designed multiple years. Maybe she mm-hmm. still even does capsule collections for Burton snowboarding gear. And like all her stuff is super cool. My sister-in-law is a snowboarder and wears, you know, has a ton of the lamb stuff. And she, Gwen never does anything in mass production. Right. Everything is always Cheapy smaller stuff. and limited. And I think she, and, and, good you know good value but really mm-hmm. good quality this i think even when she launched give beauty there were only a few products i feel like you yeah know, it was it, a really small launch she's small, been adding as she goes yeah and i think and she's I actually doing bought it really one more well. thing i do too and i bought one more thing that i haven't tried yet but i'll let you know how it is she has liquid eyeshadow now which is really pretty and she has a bunch of different gwen stefani like intense colors mm-hmm. i just bought the kind of like a really pretty shimmery gold goldish kind of bronze color. So I'm probably going to try that this weekend, I think. just I feel like that kind of liquid eyeshadow look, I've told you before, I really like it as weekend makeup because it's not super intense. I can just kind of put it on and blend it in and put some mascara on and I feel like it looks nice, like I've done something. Yeah. Um, So I'll let you know how it is, but it looked so pretty and I was so impressed with everything when I kind of did the deep dive into her stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think you're right. She's she's also known for the perfect liquid liner. You know, yeah, the eyeliners eye. are supposed to be and really so I, good. And so that's going to be the next thing that I try. Mm-hmm. Because when we talked about um, eyeliner a couple episodes back, maybe even five or six episodes, and we were talking about the Kat Von D, that's been my go-to. I have deviated from, I've uh, I've gone, I started with it years ago. The Kat mm-hmm. Von D, that the liquid, the black liquid liner, it's fantastic. I've switched, I switched over to Charlotte Tilbury's, wasn't as good, did MAC for a while, but I always come back to the Kat Von D, that yeah. liquid, I think it's called like Tattoo Ink or something like that. That's the, that's the best one. But if anyone can beat that, it's going to be Gwen Stefani. I think so too, because so she's I'm, I'm, so I'm definitely known for that cat eye. Yeah. So I'm definitely curious to see how that one goes. Mm-hmm. And um, she also has a mascara that, she doesn't have a waterproof formula yet. And, you know, I have to do the waterproof because my lashes just don't hold a curl. Right. But it does look like it's a big, voluminous kind of lash. And it's huh. got a big, thick brush. So if you are a non-waterproof needing lady or person who yeah. wants to wear mascara, then, you know, that that mascara might also be a good pick. But one of the things that I... one of the And I love the formula of Gwen's um, lip gloss. But one of the things that I remember thinking and i i think we we talked about this too when i was giving it rave reviews the applicator is fantastic mm-hmm. i agree and applicators in lip glosses can make or break the lip gloss experience well because it's got like this pointy it looks like a flame kind of like the emoji flame almost but just smooth mm-hmm. and that point you can really get up into your your cupid's bow you can actually yep. really like get where you want to be, where a lot of lip glosses are just kind of like the cheapest applicator they can find and mm-hmm. it's just slop it on and you're done. And the other thing that I don't like is when an applicator, and this is, and I I, I love, you know, Lisa Rinna, love her, you mm-hmm. know, entertaining, love love her, but her lip gloss, the formula's fine, but her applicator is the worst, cheapest applicator I've ever used. <laughs> to the Not point where the, the little, you know, the little like spongy part, mm-hmm. it, it just, it, it started disintegrating. And there's That's like gross. nothing left anymore, except like now I have to use a different applicator if I want it and I have to stick it in the thing if I want to use that lip gloss. So obviously they went very cheap on their production. And it was and it honestly, when I that was the last gloss that new gloss that I had tried. 
And then I went to the Gwen one and I'm like, okay, they didn't skimp here. Here, This is, yeah. this is an applicator that it doesn't bend. You know, it's like solid. some of them, like the, when they, you know, like the Lisa Rinna one, like would bend when you're putting it on. <laughs> like it was a mess. So I was very impressed with that. And I actually told all my, uh, all my girlfriends from high school, we're on this like little text thread. And so I had said that the lip gloss from, from Gwen Stefani was like the best I've used. And my friend Allie texted back. She goes, you're so right about the applicator. It's amazing. Yep. And that can just make a much better experience overall. Um, yeah. It makes so it feel I, more high end. By the way, yeah. did you see Lisa Rinna at the Barbie premiere? No. <laughs> oh my God. Are we in Barbie mania at this right it now? Is, I mean, everything is, uh, I mean, including my fingernails are pink and it's Barbie time and whatever. But uh, Lisa Rinna, it, I don't know what she was wearing, but she. I never know what Rinna's wearing. <laughs> she had the, she had her hair slicked back and, you know, the big lips, but then it looked like she was, her body had jumped into like, I don't know, somewhere between a wine gift bag with tissue coming out of it or a popcorn box. But her dress, I mean, you got to see it. It looks like her head is just floating above the dress. It is just so- I'm Googling this now. Crazy wide and weird. I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know what she was doing. It was like super duper black. And at the Barbie premiere, I mean, there were people, including Margot Robbie, who were wearing black, but it was just, it was like so bizarre. It's very, very costumey. Um, is yeah. it? Is it like, is it that? No, that's actually very oh, pretty. I was going to say, that looks really... Oh, that was 80 for Brady premiere. Let's see. Where is she? I don't see... Maybe it was... You know what? Maybe she was in, in France. Let me see. There was... I looked at some fashion this weekend. It might have all gone between... Let's see. I thought it was the Barbie premiere. But... Um, yeah. Rinna is... She comes up with... She has was, been in, in Paris because her daughters have been walking the runway for different designers. Oh, so man. I know... I, I do follow her on Instagram and she has been in Paris. And yeah, she can come up with some strange costumey oh. looking outfits. Here we go. This is what I'm talking about. Oh my God. The dress <laughs> looks like it's eating her. Like... I know. <laughs> she's like... She's nothing. It's like she's... There's like a black box and she's just a head sticking out of it. <laughs> it's very, very bizarre. Even they say uh, online at Jezebel that she looks unrecognizable. <laughs> oh, and it was Paris Fashion Week. It wasn't oh, the okay. Barbie premiere. I looked at both. So it was Paris Fashion Week. I guess that's why she was... But even in the car, she's posting... The <laughs> oh my God. Look at that eye makeup too. That's <laughs> nuts. Something else, man. <laughs> She anyway, is extra nutty. Drama. Yes, she's, she's extra, extra nutty for sure. <laughs> so one of the other products that I also have called like the best addition to mm -hmm. my makeup routine maybe ever. And I still stand by it. I swear it, it's the greatest thing. It's like walking around with an Instagram filter on your face. It's the Rose Ink Solar Power Serum. Mm -hmm. It's an SPF serum that you can just use right over moisturizer or I mix it with my foundation and it is the glow and the filter of like a 20 year old. It's yeah. amazing. How do you like it? I do really like it. I noticed the only little thing that I didn't like is I feel like it makes me look paler. Um, but the finish, it hides your pores. It makes you look glowy. And so what I notice is I just throw on a little extra bronzer with it and okay. it's golden and it's yeah. a really, but it, the formula is great. And I wore it without any foundation, which was scary, but it even kind of reflects the light in a way that I think makes you look better and younger than you would without any makeup on. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just oh, bare-faced. Yeah. And I loved the way it mixed with my foundation. I used the NARS foundation, and I recently tried the their glowy version. Didn't like that. 
I love my NARS foundation with just a drop or two of the rose ink. It's a really, really good addition. Yeah. And I love that it's SPF 50, but I definitely like I it. I didn't even I realize it was 50. Is it 50? Yeah. It's oh, SPF I didn't even realize 50. that. Okay. Is it 50? I think so. I, th- yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm 30 pretty, or 50. Yeah. One way. of the two. But it's, it's a pretty high SPF for facial stuff. And I really liked it a lot. I thought it was great. I've been using it as part of my, my whole repertoire, my repertoire. And I haven't had to use like my Charlotte Tilbury glow stuff. Like I can totally skip the step of the glow, the highlighter. Yeah. You don't really need it. So it's really I pretty. I have, and you're right. I haven't used, cause you know, I have the Charlotte Tilbury, that little powder duo mm-hmm. uh, yep. of like the bronzer and the, and the highlighter. I haven't used it because it's, uh, you don't have you don't, to, you don't need it. It's like, and it and kind of goes in the right places too. You know, yeah. it's not even like you have to mess around trying to put it in the right spots. It yeah. naturally shows where the light's hitting you, which is yeah. nice. And the thing, remember at the beginning of this year, when we did what the big beauty trends for 2023 were projected mm-hmm. to be. And one of the things that you had said on the list was, I think it was from Vogue or something. Or I forget where we got the list from, but it was um, one of the beauty magazines. And the 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 transition from the bronzer highlighter of 2022 yeah. it's the all over glow from within look and yep. when i found the rose ink solar power i was like okay this is literally what they're talking about it and is, i got the big bottle i'm glad that i did too i, I think it's i did too great. i literally just yeah. used the last drop the other night and um i'm going to i've got to get back and and get some more because it is I love it. It's fantastic. Plus the applicator. Talk about great like application. The fact that the lid just pops up, it, it dispenses really the perfect amount. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I'm a fan. I put one little pump of that into my into yeah. my foundation, and it's a perfect mix. And the thing that I'm amazed about too is I've used it with two different shades of foundation. Mm-hmm. So like I'm like so pale right now. Like, you know, I, I haven't even been in the sun, so I'm using the lighter one and I was yeah. a little worried. I'm like, Oh, I wonder if it's going to be a little too light. It's not. And it doesn't streak at all when it, yeah, and no, it I literally doesn't. just mix it right on the, with my brush, right on the back of my hand and mm-hmm. it never streaks. And it just, every single time it's completely a smooth application. It is Rosie Huntington Whiteley, the British supermodel, couldn't find products that she really liked. So mm-hmm. she developed Rose Ink on her own with her dermatologist. And so that's why all the ingredients, a lot of like really good skin, healthy stuff in there yeah, too. Yeah, it feels clean. It doesn't feel heavy. You don't really notice it. I mean, I don't yeah. even feel anything different than my foundation when I put it on. Yeah. Um, I did, like I said, I did notice, I felt like it maybe like took a tone just a little bit down out of my foundation, but that's easily fixed if you notice that you're having that problem and you want to try it with just a little bit a bronzer that I just kind of puffed on my nose. It's, it's fine. It just comes or right back. Even, and it may just be me being a psycho. I doubt it. You're, you do makeup every <laughs> single day. I mean, I, I know do. you're not a psycho, but I mean, oh, I know no. <laughs> you, you do makeup every day. So if anyone's going to notice, that's why I was really, I know it's taken like months for you to finally have a review of it, but yeah, because I actually had got a couple comments on Instagram. Like, did Jen ever try the solar Here power? I, like, <laughs> I told her I was going did, to. Finally. I was in there. Um, well, was, I just like you would to make have my cart count. <laughs> yeah. You, but you would, you know, you would be the one to notice the little imperfections yeah. or what it would change because you wear it every day. You know, you wear yep. makeup every day. So, but the other thing is, as we all know, sun damage and stuff, you're in your car a lot. You're in California. Totally. And to have something that enhances your beauty routine in terms of like making your makeup look even better, plus mm-hmm. it's protecting your skin. 
Because that's where my sun damage is. If I have any sun damage at all, it is only on the left side on the bottom of my cheek. And it's because I'm driving in my car. That's the side that is getting all the sun. And so I've noticed discoloration. So I'm actually happy. And I've even used it with my regular moisturizer that has SPF. I'm just doubling it up. But Mm -hmm. this is great for days when I want to just throw something on and maybe go to the pool or whatever, just to have that extra protection. It's, Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy that you love it. That's great. I like it. I give it I give it two thumbs up. Okay, so moving into streaming, because we've given lots of recommendations. I've certainly been watching lots of stuff in my time in bed. <laughs> in, in my bed. in my convalescence. <laughs> But um, the last time we talked about a streaming recommendation, you had just literally come off of real life jury duty. Right. And I said, oh my gosh, there's there's this really fun series that's, mm-hmm. I don't really know. I mean, it's been advertised on Amazon Prime. And so you kind of, you know, you see the ad for it a lot. But I really it didn't know. came out know, in April, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't really know too many people who had actually seen it. We watched it. We loved it. My brother started watching it. He really liked it. And then I told you, hey, you just yep. did jury duty in California that's what this whole thing is. So what did you think? I thought it was hysterical. And it, at first, I the first episode, I started to get annoyed because I was like, okay, this is not how my jury duty went. <laughs> but, <laughs> but then I'm like, okay, relax, girl. I was just traumatized. It was post-traumatic stress. Um, but it's such a great show. The premise is that they take a guy who applies to do a documentary on jury service from Craigslist, and they put him into a totally doctored scenario. They use a real courthouse in Huntington Park, and they've got all actors surrounding him in the jury pool, security, the judge, the the lawyers, just pretty much everybody around him is, is in on it. And I thought I was wondering how it was going to go because ha- like all the way through as I was watching, first of all, the guy is like probably the best guy on the planet. Right. I st- he reacted so well. I to said every- he should be the next bachelor, but apparently he has totally. a girlfriend. But he, if he was single, he would be he'd be perfect to be the next because he's so cute. He's yeah. tall. He see he like reacts to everything. He's like so sweet. Like mm-hmm. the craziest stuff they put him into. He didn't talk smack. Um, so. I thought he, I was like, how are they going to end this with him? Is he going to be upset? Like, I know. You know what helps is at the end, they give him $100,000. And That's I true. think that probably softened the blow of you feel like a dummy. Yeah. Because you have to feel like a dummy. But it was funny. Some of the crazy stuff they put him in and some of the weird people, that's actually close to reality. I know, <laughs> based right? On, based on the t- type of people I was thrown into the jury pool with, I mean, these people were different to say the least and and um, then real life james marsden the actor who got who's an been emmy in... nomination for it oh did he yeah for jury duty oh i didn't did. even look at the emmy nominations yet oh my gosh i mm-hmm. keep hearing about the bear and we're not we're not finished yet with this second yeah. season but um he is wonderful he's playing a ridiculous version of himself you but know he's so I mean, good at it he's so good <laughs> and I he's know. so cute i've always loved him i think he's adorable and um he seems like just a really good guy you know who really yeah. didn't want to lead this guy down the wrong path but you know they committed they seem to the to be role. friends at least on instagram because uh, of course you have to see what everybody's doing and they seem like there's like he keeps in touch with all yeah. of the cast and was really happy with the project and yeah he seems like a legit good guy yeah but yeah he did have some questionable antics during jury duty. <laughs> some of the characters that they threw at him uh, were just 
I mean, hilarious. I know. I love the guy with the crutch pants. That was my, he was my favorite. Oh my God. (laughs) So the final episode, I don't want to give away too much because I want people to go and see it and I don't want to spoil anything. But the, but the final episode where they really break down the fourth wall and they show him, this is how we did it in production. This is how, you know, they sort of scripted some of it, but they really couldn't do too much because they didn't know how he was going to react. So they had to kind of exercise an improv for sure. And, um, I thought for me the the most the most believable of any of the actors was the guy who played the judge. If oh my that God. wasn't the most perfect, he deserves an Emmy. And, and he, he said he was a lawyer actually yeah. before, and so so were the other lawyers. They were actually lawyers who became actors. But one guy, oh my judge, God, the one guy who's perfect. the the one who's the defense attorney, <laughs> and he kept like dropping things. It was it was like right out of like <laughs> my cousin Vinny. Like it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so bad. It, it was yeah. I mean, it. But the fact that they even did like the field trip to the factory where the incident yeah. happened, and they really they leaned in. They really leaned and into it. They took over a restaurant to try to create a situation. I mean, it was just it was really well done. I would love it if they could do another season. I don't know if they'll be able to because it's gotten yeah. so much publicity. But it was really, really funny. It was a great idea for a show, as long as you're probably not the guy who gets made. Because, I, I mean, not that he's unhappy. He's going to movie premieres. He's like a yeah. big deal now, and he's got money. So, yeah. you know, hey, maybe it was all all's well that ends well. But, yeah, you would probably feel a little bit like, oh, no. I, I know I would be so embarrassed that I couldn't figure it out. I know. know? And his fate. And actually, I think when they, the final episode, when they're kind of like showing some recaps of like, yeah. at this moment, he says, he's like, this is kind of like a reality TV. Like, I know. <laughs> and then they're kind of like, oh, no, we lost him, you know? And then they had to keep yep. trying to get him back. It was really, and then the 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 girl who played the bailiff. Oh, my gosh. She was incredible. She was so convincing because she didn't, she didn't seem like an actor. Like no. at all. Like she was not polished, you know, the way that James she Marsden is. She was like you would is. think a bailiff is. She I mean, was she just, played it. Yeah. Like kind of a monotone voice, you know, mm-hmm. like no real inflection in her voice, but just kind of, kind of like didn't take any BS, you know, acted like, you know, like a bailiff would. Like she's yeah. seen it all, you know. She was amazing. Um, yeah. The, the guy who played the judge. Uh, that was just he was just epic and i felt sorry for him in a sense because he's the one who had to break the news i know at the end he was the one one who had to tell him uh and then he did it really nicely though i thought his name right ronald ronald yeah and i thought when he starts looking around at the other jurors you know it's like and then he starts realizing he's like wait you're all actors you're all in on it it must have taken him days to figure it's like to, to kind of just to get a grip yeah i know and uh, the fact that also i i thought it was funny like the inaccuracies i saw with the jury duty where they're actually handing out lunch menus for the jury <laughs> i was like wait a second they're trying to buy lunch but they're trying to set him up with these things you know these yeah. dilemmas and uh, it was just yeah it's a very good show and it's fast i yeah. really enjoyed it because it's like half hour episodes like yeah what eight of i think them, it was like seven or eight something like that yeah. right and then the other really thing good. that's that's uh there's another bonus episode where all of the actors and Ronald together do a rewatch. Right. And then they have the commentary. And so they're like, that. I don't think I've seen that yet. Yeah. It's a bonus episode and it's really fun. Cause it's like James Marsden talking about like, he's like, you know, different things that he had to do and how they mm-hmm. tried to come up with different things. So they kind of walk you through the process. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really fun. It was creative. It's nice to see something that's totally different. Yeah, you know, like it's totally. Was that the one where they showed how they made the poop? 
Um, or was there another? That was one? in the final episode. That okay, was in the final right, episode. So there's of the series. another one. Another one. Okay. This good, one's so I have to look this one that. just is a recap. Like it's basically you don't see them. You just hear their mm-hmm. audio commentary, and, it, it. and it runs through the first episode. So they kind of just all talk about little. Oh, things. Oh, that's fun. I'll have and, to look for that. Yeah, and then the guy with the with the inventions and stuff. Oh, I like, love him. And yeah, and it just it he was hilarious, and he was so committed. He was he was a great actor. <laughs> and he really they was. all are. I actually think all these guys who are not well known actors, aside from James Marsden, will go on to do some pretty incredible things. At least the people that were in the jury, because they were amazing, and they had to be fully committed to improv. They were very funny. So I think they've got big careers ahead of them just because yeah. of this. And the one guy who is an actual well known actor. Or well-known-ish, I guess. He was on Parks and Rec, which is a show I never watched. But oh, he was? I didn't even notice. They, which one was he? He was the guy who had dark hair and maybe like a mustache or like a like a kind of like facial hair. With the crazy wife? Mm, I don't remember now. But in the commentary, they were saying that they find out, they find they found out as they were filming that Ronald was a big Parks and Rec fan. Oh, no. And they were like, so they kept this guy away from him. They would yeah. seat him the furthest away so that Ronald wouldn't like stare at him too long and kind of right. go, wait a minute, you look familiar. So there were little things like that, that they had to really plan. It was so much That's planning. That's funny. Yeah. It I was, wonder, yeah. It was a really was cute amazing. show. Yeah. It was very, very cute. cute. Um, I like it. And so I have one new recommendation. Okay. If you haven't already seen the Wham! documentary. I gotta watch it. It is so wonderful like i can't like i'm an, i want to watch it again i've already i've been a huge george michael fan forever but mm-hmm. i didn't know anything at all about andrew ridgely i knew i yeah. knew nothing and so this it starts with their friendship in high school mm-hmm. and what an amazing friendship they had and when you watch it talk about a guy who's going to emerge as like one of the nicest human beings on the planet it's andrew yeah. Because I used to have, you know, I had the, I, of course, everyone had the George Michael crush, but I used to also have a little Andrew Ridgely crush, even though he wasn't the cute one, but there was something I always liked about him. And I used to sit behind him at the laser games. I think my dad, no, it was a Kings game early on in the LA Kings. I think he was a big Kings fan and we used to sit behind him and I was like nine years old or 10 years old or whatever I was. And I was like, Oh my God. And I, <laughs> I used to always want to talk to him and tell him that I loved Wham so much, but it never did. But I saw it. I read an interview with him and he was talking about the friendship and how it, persevered and changed obviously with George's stardom, but that he just seemed very genuine and not upset that they didn't achieve the same levels of fame, which is is interesting. I'm telling you when you watch this, I I was literally moved to tears at the level of generosity that Andrew Mm -hmm. had towards George's budding success and you know and and andrew realized you know not too far into wham wow i used to write the songs but george is really the the songwriter george michael that's the thing people a lot of people don't know george michael was not just some pop star who had a great voice he wrote every one of his songs careless whisper and all those were like real game changers do you know that he wrote careless whisper which is one of the best ballads i think Mm -hmm. of the 20th century he wrote that he wrote those lyrics I'm never going to dance again. Guilty feet have got no rhythm. Talk. I, he was like 16 when he wrote that. Those are some mature themes For and the sure. writing and just the writing in general of, you know, time can never mend a careless whisper 
yeah. from a friend. Somebody just says, oh, George was acting out and stepping out on, you know, on his somebody, yeah, on his girlfriend at the time. Right. And, you know, I mean, that's a very mature theme. And and the song itself is just such a beautiful song. And I was shocked. I thought for sure he was probably in his 30s when he wrote that. I had that. no idea he was that young. Huh. I mean, it, yeah, it was just, it was wild. But the whole documentary... It ends with, uh, you know, with them having that massive concert, the farewell concert mm-hmm. that they had at Wembley Stadium. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> it you will if you already like Andrew, I'm telling you, you're going to have the biggest crush on him as Aww. a human being, because I, I don't know anyone else who could have endured that and yeah. also supported their friend the way that he did. You know, yeah. I mean, every other band that has a breakup, there's always a star. It's and an there's ego. always somebody yeah. who's left behind. You know, it just it always it just goes that way, even in one direction. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, that. Uh, even though all five of those guys have their own careers, there are varying degrees. Harry Styles is in another stratosphere, you know, and then the other guys right. are just at different levels. Andrew, I don't even know what Andrew did after Wham broke up. I don't, I, I don't even know. You never even heard. Maybe about he him. produced. You never even other heard from him. People. Yeah, he just you know went into. Being, from being literally the biggest band and duo mm-hmm. on the planet and selling out a U.S. tour and all that stuff and then just sort of into obscurity. I yeah. don't know. It's That's not that's not easy for most people to handle. But Not not gracefully. No way. But it's only like a 90-minute documentary. It's not like a Ken Burns situation. Although I wish it was 12 hours long, honestly. And when you watch I'm gonna it- I'm going to have to watch it. It's on my list. I yeah. always keep a little list in my note section of my phone of things I don't want to forget about when I'm looking for something. And I think I'll really like it. I love- Gosh, I loved Wham. As every teenage girl did probably. Of course. That. Or and, a young and, girl, pre you know, Yeah. And when we were- I watched it with Lewis and, and when we were watching it, they get to the point to the part where wake me up before you go-go becomes love this it. massive. And it's like- the first three notes. And I looked at Lewis and I said, if anyone says that they don't like this song, they're tone deaf. I know. They're, they're totally deaf. lying. I know. It's just a great then. song. It's a happy song. It's a great song. Oh, gosh. And they tell the story behind that. Yeah. That, that was literally a note that Andrew left for George because George was sleeping in the guest room at Andrew's house. Oh, that's so and funny. He, and, he was very, and Andrew was like tired and on his way to bed. And he wrote, wake me up. And he wrote up twice. So he uh-huh. wrote, wake me up, wake me up, up, up before you go, go. That's why oh, he that's added so- the second go. <laughs> and that's literally, that was the inspiration. And that was the, I mean, it's amazing. Wow. It's a Those fun documentary. You'll love magic. it. Magic. All right, good. It. Well, I'm going to check it out. I'll have a review. Maybe I'll have it for next week. We'll see. <laughs> Just like the Rose Inc. It may take her a little while. It, it takes me a while, but then I get there. <laughs> she gets then I there. get there. She gets there. <laughs> Uh, All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Beauty Pop and uh, follow us on YouTube. We've got a nice um, little YouTube situation happening and follow us on Instagram at Beauty Pop Pod. Follow Jen at Jennifer Horn Radio. And I'm uh, on air Victoria on Instagram as well. And uh, we'll be back next week with some more good stuff to review and talk about. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good one.